Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Line of Vienna Suite podcast. My name is Tom Jenkins, and today I'm joined by the Wheater to my Bella, James Jarvis. During these strange times, we've been very fortunate to have so many great guests on the podcast to talk about their respective careers at Bolton. And today we have a player who, as the Sky commentator that day against Peter Brissett, wrote himself into Bolton folklore. Please welcome to the show, Jem Karachan. Jem, I want to start by saying thank you for joining us on the podcast. How have you been keeping whilst being stuck at home? Uh, absolute pleasure in joining you. Thanks for having me. Um... Yeah, just... Uh... You know, just trying to keep myself fit, really, on our, well, our one exercise a day, just going for a run, um, getting on my spin by it, just trying to keep myself fit, really, just do what I can. But that's about it, really, to be honest. Yeah, we've spoken to quite a few players during this, and they've been saying, you know, just sort of, as you say, keeping it going by day by day. It must be difficult to sort of keep yourself fit at home. Where, where are you standing at the moment in terms of finding a club? Because the last we heard from you, you were had just left Australia, wasn't it? Central Coast Mariners you've been playing for. Yeah, so I was there last summer. Um, so I went there in the January uh, after leaving Millwall, and it was an amazing experience. To be fair, um, you know the the lifestyle, um, etc. You know the club. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, you know, great the setup and and things like that. But they had a lovely stadium. Um, so the home games were great. It was just a shame that the team weren't brilliant at the time. The manager that uh, when I joined. Um, left just a, I think it was about a month after I went to so it was a strange time but one that you know me and my wife thoroughly enjoyed um you know the, the opportunity was to stay out there for for a couple of years but we were um due our baby uh baby was due uh in November so we wanted to have the baby back home so we decided to to move back um you know and be around friends and family um so yeah, came back from Australia. There was a couple of opportunities um, here and abroad that I didn't take to begin with, um, and then yeah, just found myself kind of, you know, just the season each game going passing by, and unfortunately nothing, you know, happened. Uh, so yeah, I'm just in the situation of still being a free agent and just trying to tick over while waiting for something to pop up. Well, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it, at the moment? Obviously, difficult to keep fit and not offers rolling in because, you know, there's no football to be played. As and when the new season does get up and running, when, wherever that may be, uh, I presume you're still looking to find a club. Would that be here or abroad, do you think? Um, yeah, I, I, funnily enough, I had an offer yesterday from a team in Asia, which oh, wow. uh, which was uh, surprising. Obviously, it's a bit different in different parts of the world. Um, but just one at the moment with, with everything that's going on, it's... It's just tough to kind of commit to moving abroad when, like I say, who knows what's going on out here. And it, I, I, I struggle to leave my family for any period of time, to be honest. But mm-hmm. it would have just been myself moving over. Um, you know, it would have been an interesting opportunity, but one at the moment I'm just not too sure, especially when you don't know really what's going on with, with English football and, you know, what, what team situations they're going to be in. But no, I, I did have offers all pretty much every month there was one coming through the door different places different countries I had trials in England um, clubs popping up and stuff but it was just difficult you know it's hard to kind of um, you know go somewhere where you you don't have you know the enthusiasm or you know the ambition to join that certain place so you know I'm just in a position where I want to go and be somewhere where I would like to be rather than kind of doing it for the sake of it Um, so that's where I'm at really just, yeah, uh, I, think, I but, think that's the best way to be, yeah. isn't it? Surely just keeping your options open, but not picking something just for the sake of it. You want to be happy, settled, etc. Because you know that's where you end up playing your best football, I presume. Yeah, of course. Like 
obviously it's tough being a free agent and people have their different um, views on why and things like that. But, you know, I have had offers. Um, and so it has definitely been more of my choice in certain uh, situations. But I, I wouldn't want to go and join a, a team fighting to, you know, stay up from, you know, League Two or someone that's in League One where I just wouldn't, in a, in a place that you know, I'm not I'm not going to be happy living. So it's it's completely dependent on on you know myself being happy and my, and my family, which is the most important thing. And you know, I'm just I want to wait for the right opportunity and, and and we'll just see what happens. But you know, it's obviously it's going to be tough. With the, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of free agents, and who knows what's going to happen if there's going to be a cap put in place. If who knows, do you know what I mean? So we, mm-hmm. we'll just see what happens. But no, there, there's. It's not like I've not had any options. It's just been the ones that I've not really jumped at. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, you mentioned earlier about the possibility of moving abroad. Obviously, before you, you joined Bolton back in the uh, the end of the 2016-17 season, you, you'd been abroad with Galatasaray. Yeah. This, this, despite the injuries that, that sort of hampered you there, that must have been mm-hmm. a very interesting time in your life. Yeah, well, I, I signed signed for Galatasaray after you know being for out for a long spell at Reading. Um, I finished the last seven games of that season, and um, you know I got offered a three year deal out in Turkey. So I had to I had to take the opportunity. It was my my dad's um, team that he supported, so I knew a lot about the club growing up um, and supporting them myself. So it was a dream come true, really getting the opportunity to go there. But um, you know it didn't work out as well as it as I wanted it to, unfortunately. But it was more of a case of politics at the club, which can be, you know, interesting in Turkey. Um, there was a lot of big hitters at the club. I was at a lot of lads earning extraordinary amounts that were, were chosen to play um, ahead of myself to, to appease people. So that was just a situation. Unfortunately, I was there, but you know, when, when uh, I got the call from, it was Lee Anderson um, at the time that, that got in touch, I think after some pushing from Alfie, um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he told yeah. us that he played role of agent almost in that move. <laughs> yeah, he's a couple of times for myself now. He's done that. Um, so he were he he'd been in touch and said, "Would you fancy?" And I was like, "Well, yeah." Like, uh, you know, obviously Bolton were, were fighting for promotion at the time, and it's a massive club and still is. And um, back then, I, I I wanted to help the club get promoted. And, and fortunately enough, after a bit of a confusion originally coming in expecting to sign straight away and then waiting for the embargo and all the decisions you know I had to wait a little bit of time before it actually went through but you know it, it did and I managed to play a little part in the end and it was, it was an incredible time when I joined. Yeah I don't think you're the only one there who was sort of left in limbo a little bit because of the restrictions of the embargo when we, when we spoke to Alfie he, he said that you know there was a two weeks period or at the end of that January window where Lee Anderson was calling and saying, we want you in, come into the club. And then yeah. deals get being taken off the table or whatever. I presume your dealings with the Andersons may have been of a similar nature, just maybe a bit of hearsay rather than actual <laughs> concrete information. Yeah, I think uh, from my time at Bolton, that, that was kind of uh, one of the main things that kept happening, even when we were in the championship. Um, you know, you'd speak to lads that you knew and, and, and you'd get told that, you know, I think I'm joining or whatever it was. And, the next minute they hadn't heard anything. So I think that was something that was uh, kind of going on for a little while. Um, I was contacted originally. So I left I left Galatasaray in January. Um, at the end of the January window, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. And then Alfie got in touch, said, would you come? I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, and took a little while before Lee actually got in touch. Um, and then it went quiet again, So as you said. Um, and I was actually went in to sign for Cholton. Um, 
Mm. And then as I was driving in, I got a call from Mr. Parkinson who said, uh, don't do it, drive up here. Um, there's an offer on the table for you, uh, which I did. Um, obviously, I knew Alfie, I knew Liam Trotter really well, one of my, my best pals. Um, James Henry, who I grew up with at Reading. So there was a lot more people I kind of knew at the club. Um, it was, a, in my opinion at the time, it was it was a more ambitious project in terms of they were, you know, more likely to get promoted. Um, and I just, you know, I played at uh, the Bolton Stadium when I was at Reading, you know, and it, it, it was a great atmosphere and, I, and I, that's where I wanted to be. But I ended up coming up and then, you know, coming in expecting to sign and I had to wait, I think it was two or three weeks Um before uh, I think it was Hart and Nick Harvey, is it not Nick Harvey? Someone at the uh, that EFL that kind of finally ratified the deal and, and allowed me to then join. So it was a frustrating time because it was a you know another month of football that was kind of passing by. But in that little period, it gave me a chance to get up to speed, um, you know, get my fitness up, you know, settle in with the lads. And when I did sign, you know, I was I was kind of good to go, which which worked out. Yeah, I was going to ask you about um, whether or not Phil Parkinson was cautious with you about bringing you in and trying to get you up to speed very, very quickly because we always knew from when um, he would bring new signings in, he was very loath to throw them in at the deep end. He liked to have yeah. a look at them for a couple of weeks or so. I presume it was the same situation with you. Um, yeah, um, you know, fortunately enough, where where my situation in Galatasaray, I'd, I'd kind of been uh, left with the, the uh, sports scientists and ran into the... Well, ran into the ground every day. Um, you know, it was a bit of a you know time for you to go <laughs> treatment. Um, so I was I was fortunate enough that I was actually probably one of the fittest I had been. Um, so when I did turn up, you know, I was I was in good shape. Um, I did my little fitness test with uh, Nick Allenby, and he said turn around and said, "Well, you're good to go, aren't you?" Straight away. So I, I knew I was in a good um, a good situation. It was more kind of you know just the settling in part, which is always tough for a new lad. Um, which that probably was the best thing for me, you know, not jumping in straight away and, and traveling. I, I was allowed to tra train with the team every day and, and get used to them and get used to me and, and settle in at, at my own pace, really, which was, I think, beneficial in, in, in the long run. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting time, but, you know, it worked out well. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was tough kind of waiting to get that signature signed off for the Fleetwood game. I think that was my first one. Yeah. And at yeah. times I didn't even know if it would happen. Um, you know, I'd go into Parky's office and he was like, look, we, we don't know what's going on. So I was, it was frustrating, but um, yeah, it, it finally got done. It's just typical of what was going on at the club at the time, Jim. I don't think you were alone in being sort of, yeah, out, yeah. Out, you know, not having the best communication. I was wondering how you necessarily found the adjustment back to playing in England at a lower level, because I think you'd never played at League One before. And going from you know uh, Champions League chasing Galatasaray down to a League One club must have been a bit of a change of pace. Um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. Um, you know, I, I hadn't I played League One when I was eighteen when I went on loads of Bournemouth and, and oh, okay. Um, okay. So that was my that was my only taste of it. And obviously, you come across you know League One, League Two clubs when you're playing uh, cup competitions, and it's never never an easy game. So it wasn't like I was expecting it to be to be easy. But the Bolton the Bolton team that I came into were flying. Um, well, the, the lads were, you know, top quality players and, and you know, definitely higher standard. I, I think when I came in, there wasn't, I don't think it was too great of a spell. But a couple of games I watched, I remember watching the Bristol Rovers at home game. Um, and there was another one that I watched that, and it wasn't too great. I think he'd just gone to Sheffield United as well and, and lost. So when I come in, it, you know, it was it was nice coming in. And I think once I started getting involved, we, we picked up a little bit. Um, well, you so said the Fleetwood game was your first one, and I think that win 
really started off. You know, Phil Moraes was in form. Alfie got his first couple yeah, of goals. Yeah. I think that was sort of like got the train moving. For yeah, a couple yeah, of I think that was me coming in the door. That was cheering everyone up. Um, <laughs> Definitely not yeah, the was... change of formation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Just had the me into it. But no, it was it, it was the first game that Fleetwood won, and you know it was a it was a crazy game. Um, you know, Fleetwood uh, they were a good side. Um, you know, got some really good players. It was it started off a bit edgy, but then Alfie put that cross in, didn't he? I think it was the the cross he put in that went in the back stick and you know, teed us off for, for a great win in the end. And it was nice to come on in that game and, you know, finally put on the shirt and get going. Did he give you a bit, he, well, he said on the podcast that he gave you a bit of stick in the aftermath for when you came on in that Fleetwood game. Apparently you tried to do like um, a roulette or something like that, a, a bit of skill in the centre of the park. And he, he says that he always gives you a bit of a hard time about that. Yeah, he always gives me a, first game. <laughs> yeah, he always gives me a bit of grief. Um, we, we have a laugh because I think it was jilling them away. I think that's the when, one, not the uh, Yeah, it was... Um, I think Phil got a few assists and uh, I hadn't I hadn't come on in a couple of games. I was getting a bit frustrated because, you know, you're just sitting the lads, seeing the lads do well. And, and I came on, I think the gaffer brought me on last 15. I had an absolute nightmare. Um, <laughs> came on, tried something in the corner. I think I fell over. And then uh, we were having a bit of a laugh on the pitch, thinking how could we be 4-0 up and I'm the worst player on the pitch and I've just come on. So it was... Um, it was it was an interesting game, but luckily enough, after that, it was uh, it worked out well. But yeah, we still have a, a little chuckle about that now. <laughs> it's good, good to hear. I think that's sort of indicative of the team spirit that was there at the time. A lot's made of it from the people that we've spoken to, like Alfie, Vela, Wheater, etc. Did, did you coming into that um, environment? Did you feel as though it was a good place to be working? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'd say most people I played with sound quite a bubbly character, a little bit lively around the place. So it was a great change room to kind of come into when you've got Wheats and, you know, Vels flying about. You know, obviously I knew Alfie really well and people like Beeves and Gaz. It, it was a very interesting group. Um, and, you know, it's e so easy to settle in. Um, uh, Chomp as well, Mark Howard, who's, you know, become very, very close with um, since, you know, he, it was great setting into that bunch. They really made me feel welcome. So it was so easy to settle in. And, and the lads, you know, you saw, you know, the spirit that kind of kept us up the next season um, when everyone had written us off. It was it was an incredible group. And it was just a shame that, um, you know, I, I guess other circumstances and things around the club, you know, kind of split the group up. And, you know, it's unfortunate to see where, where the club is now. Yeah, well, we're sort of living it, Jim. You're thankfully out of it for you. <laughs> but, yeah. You know. It, it is it is what it is. I think when you came in, as you say, the, the Fleetwood game was sort of where you made you, your first appearance. That game, a lot of people remember for when Darren Prattley finally came back after the injury that he got mm -hmm. on um, the first day of the season. And Obviously, I would consider you very different style of players. Yep. Do you think there was a, a bit, was it irritating from your perspective that you just signed, you were there to make a difference and then Pratt has come in and taken your place almost? Um, no, not at all. I've, I've known Pratt for quite a while. Um when I was at Reading, he was at Swansea. Um, we played against each other a few times and, you know, he's a top quality player and, um, you know, seeing he was captain of the club. I know I know he'd been at Bolton uh, for quite quite a long time. Um, you know, when you come in at a new place, yeah, of course you want to play, but, you know, it wasn't like I, I was fuming at the situation. He, he'd worked, he's worked really hard to get back to fitness. Um, you know, I was doing some of my running with him, um, so no, I, I was delighted to see Pratt's come back. You know, it was mm -hmm. being through that situation. You know, myself and coming back from a long injury. You know, if if I saw someone come through the door who's just joined and play ahead of me, I wouldn't be happy about it. So um, I kind enough. of I kind of knew it, knew the situation, and 
and the gaffer pulled me straight away and said, look, Pratt's is available and, and, you know, I'm going to go with Pratt's. And I said, I completely understand and I agree with your situation. You know, he he, he knows the club better than I do and, you know, he, he wants to make his mark on the season and, and Pratt's was incredible, you know, coming back from that long-term injury and getting thrown back into it, you know, it showed how good, good a player he was and, and it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I think um, the first start that you made was the, the Port Vale game, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head whether, whether you were starting alongside either Jay Spearing or um, Darren Prattley or whatever. But the thing was, we you think about it at the time when we're a League One side, and you've got your midfield options of Liam Trotter, yourself, Josh Vella, Darren Prattley, Jay Spearing. You know, that's a very competitive engine yeah. that you're going to have in League two, League One level, certainly. Yeah, um, I think it was Vels and Spear. Um, I think I was on the left of. Left spear on the right, um, mm-hmm. uh, Vell's on the right, and spear holding. And you know, it, it was a strange one because um, I think Pratt's had picked up a little niggle um, just before. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I, Gaffer pulled me and said, "You know, you're going to get your start." So I was, I was delighted with that. And and one of their players got sent off quite early, didn't they? Um, oh, ridiculous! It was the most yeah. funny thing I've ever seen. That <laughs> yeah, the most stupid handball in the world. Yeah, I think was it. BK, Andre BK? No, it was no, um, was Cecilia, it? the striker. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, my, my role kind of changed because um, obviously, you know, we, we were in dominating it and I thought there was no point, you know, me sitting with Spio and Vels, you know, I'll crack on and play a bit more of an advanced role and it, it seemed to help. Um, and, yeah, no, it was, a, it was an interesting game. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the, scene, yeah, the scenes at the end were, were, were amazing. Um you know, we didn't know what was going on, but yeah, for that to be my first game, it kind of uh, it showed me what it was all about to be, to be a Bolton player, and um, yeah, like <laughs> it was a it was a strange one, but no, what it was an unbelievable win, and you know, definitely a memory that will stick with me. Yeah, could you sense the sheer relief all around the ground um, when Weets his header went in? Yeah, we'd we'd been knocking on the door. I think we'd had quite a, quite a few opportunities, you know, um, at, at getting ahead. But it, when you're in that situation, it, it always seems to work out that way and you know that added you know pressure and it, yeah like I say it was so intense that for to see the you know a couple of goals going it was it was unbelievable and then mm-hmm. you know not thinking the game would even finish I think was it the fans ran on and there was a bit of fighting <laughs> and it was just uh, thinking oh god come on we just nicked a couple of goals here let's uh let's um let's see this out but no it was it was it was a great day yeah, when when you uh, boys got taken off, obviously because the fans started invading the pitch, the Port Vale fans then ran on, and the bloke to my left got a bottle cap straight in the eye, and a couple of coins <laughs> thrown at him. So you know, all worth it. You, yeah, <laughs> you, were, you were better off out of it, mate. As well, yeah. I would say there. Um, yeah. I think in the in the obviously it was disappointing to an extent at the end of that game to then learn by the time you come back on that Fleetwood had, had equalised over at Gillingham or one at Gillingham or something, and therefore we weren't going to be going up that day. How do you yeah. then sort of keep the emotions in check in the build up to that Peterborough game? Yeah, it was it was frustrating because you kind of think, oh, it's done. Here we go. Like you know, we can you you can relax and and you know just just see out the the next game. But I think it it kind of just it, it was a weird feeling. But deep down, we all knew that you know we we beat Peterborough at home. Um, and you know Peterborough would I think they were doing well at the time. They, was it Madison? Um, you know, was yeah. their key player, and there was a lot of hype about him. And it was one of them kind of potential banana skins. Um, they had some good players and, and they'd want to come and cause an upset. So, you know, it, 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 it was frustrating, but you just had to get on with it and, you know, just what happened, happened. Mm-hmm. Now, you'd not been at the club that long, but you must have been the most surprised man in the world to see that cross come in from Dorian DeVita, of all people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
Well, yeah, it was it was a strange one, like because obviously I played the Port Vale one, and I wasn't sure because Pratt was was back fit um, for the for the next game, so I, I wasn't even sure to be honest if I'd play. But you know, doing shape in the week, I, I saw that I was going to, um, and it was weird just coming back from that little spell. I, I was loving my football again, not being in Turkey and not you know playing nowhere near as much as I wanted to and, and what happened to myself out there you know I just had that that love back for the game and with a with a great group of lads it was from my time really it was my most enjoyable time that I'd had and I was just loving it so to then be thrown in um you know for that last game of the season I was, I was just buzzing I was just the happiest I could have been and um you know to see does swing the ball in you know, and me stick my shin on it. It was, uh, it worked out well. But we'd done finishing practice. I remember like a couple of days before, and I, as Alfie would tell me, it's not normally one of my, my strong points. And I was absolutely flying. So as it came in, I was quite confident that it would hit my shin on the on going the back of that. But it was, um, no, it was, it was, it was a great feeling, you know, to, to get that first goal and kind of just lift that pressure off everyone. And you could really like feel it when you're out there, the sense of relief. Absolutely. Um, just from everyone, it just settled everyone down, which which was brilliant. And and you know after that we we were flying. It was it was an unbelievable day. Yeah, we, it was a doubly special for the fact that it was almost like you'd had such a troubling time for a couple of years or so. This is sort of like an I'm back moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know to to have what happened at Reading, like the bad injury. A lot of people kind of wrote me off going to Turkey. You know, then not playing it. Like, it had been tough. So to come back. You know, put put the ball in there on Sky. Final game of the season. It, it was definitely like a, you know, I, I am back. This is what I can do. Um, moment, and you know, I was really thankful that the club allowed me to, to, to do that. So it was, it was a uh, yeah, an incredible feeling, and you know, to be able to kind of finish that season, and and I went and got married that summer. It, it was, um, you know, it was the perfect kind of thing that could have happened to me after such a tough time must have been a huge lift and um, like I say we, we were very pleased to see it, it work out for you because there were loads of us who were, who were looking at that and not necessarily thinking that you'd been given all the opportunities that you could have done or maybe you could have could sort of got help to get us over the line earlier because that's what a lot of people don't remember is in the aftermath of that, that South End game when Beeves has scored in the last minute that was basically it game over done and then we yeah. went on a, on, a, on a run and couldn't quite get over the line so I think yeah. as you say the goal that you scored there is just the sheer relief of everyone to know that we had we hadn't bottled it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough when you're in that situation. And Bolton being, you know, the the biggest club in the league, it, there's always going to be more eyes on you. And it's tough when you're going to, um, you know, South and the way that night. It was a horrible game. Um, we were sat there just yeah, it was so scrappy. You know, really, it's just one of them nights where you're just like, oh, this is horrible. This is proper football. But to get away um, from that with uh, with the point, I think it was, and then. You just got to you just got to get through them tough times, and um, you know f- to finally see us go up at, in that final day. In that, you know, you, you want to get up promoted at your home stadium, didn't you? So it worked yeah. out well what happened, and, and given that, you know, opportunity for the fans to see it happen, it it was um, it was great. Yeah, how special were the celebrations afterwards? I don't imagine the UN necessarily <laughs> the legs that bells and wheat did. But... Um, yeah, so I remember after the game. Like it was an incredible, like I, honestly, the the group of lads I came into, they were just, they were they were brilliant, you know. I, it was so funny to be a part of that, coming in so late and really feeling a part of it so quickly. Uh-huh. Like I'd turn around, I'd be like, lads, I've only been here two months. I feel like I've been here two years. Like that was how, <laughs> like for you, how, yeah, the lads like proper just, you know, made me feel so welcome. So, 
I knew after a game, I think where they, wherever they were heading off to, but I kind of pulled the brakes on that one. Uh, my family had come <laughs> up from um, from London to, to watch the game. Um, so, yeah, I was with my family uh, at the hotel after the game and, and took a bit of time out before the celebrations and, and the famous Wheater uh, singing and dancing happened at the, the, the <laughs> celebration party this evening. But I've, I've come in, I've coming in from, you know, another team and then seeing some of the things that I was seeing it was just like I finally found my match you know like this team this is this is perfect for me just seeing the lads the personalities I just loved every minute of it uh, so I imagine it was this is probably a daft question then I presume you always wanted to re-sign and that was always on the table for you yeah it was it was really interesting actually because I kind of I'd been told that evening um by a I knew Lee from my days at Reading as well. Um, Lee came, uh, yeah. Lee and Ken came came into Reading. Um, funnily enough, when when we got promoted, uh, our promotion party for Reading when we when we'd won the league, uh, Lee Anderson was there um, with <laughs> our new owner who joined in the January, Anson Zingarevic. So I knew Lee from then. Um, mm. So not that I knew Lee really well, but we'd always we we you know we weren't great pals but we kind of you know we'd we'd see each other or drop a message or whatever we didn't try and steal your acquaintances did he (laughs) no he didn't didn't. yeah we were acquaintances yeah um so i spoke to lee a lot and obviously lee you know took a lot of the credit for getting i guess because he made the phone call in the end he he was the one that brought me through the door um so he was happy with that and and uh you know i had a chat with him that evening he said look we'll get you sorted but then in the summer um yeah, there was a couple of times where I, I didn't think it would happen. To be honest, I, I remember coming back from my from my was it from my honeymoon, and then I, I was a bit like, "Is it going to happen?" I kind of met up with Lee, and numbers were getting branded about as they do, and then it changed, and it yeah. kind of was a year, then a two year, then a do this, do that. Um, but yeah, eventually it got over the line, and you know, I was I was happy to kind of get it sorted. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear that it was taking that long because I'm pretty sure you were the first one to resign out of that group. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, so it was a couple of us that stayed in touch. Um, like I said, because I didn't really, uh, even though I f- fitted in really well with the group, I, I wasn't, you know, texting everyone and seeing what the crack was and, and all that kind of, you know, the stuff that happens. Um, but yeah, when when I spoke to Chomp, I think he said, oh, I think you're the only one that's kind of agreed. Um, <laughs> but I was in a situation where I was like, you know, well, I, I haven't been at a club and, and had a, you know, a, a, an opportunity to prove myself for a long, long time. You know, was, I was happy with the offer. We were happy moving up north. My wife was is from Preston, and her family were up this way, so it was just perfect. And I was happy. And you know, it got done. And then I think gradually after I'd signed, all the lads started signing off as well on on what they wanted and, and what they got. So it was it was all good. It seemed like we really managed to put together quite a quite a good squad of the people who wanted to re-sign. You've got yeah. Alfie who uh, signed on, you, uh, Sammy Amiobi as well. There are loads of others who, whose names yeah. I'm forgetting, but yeah, the, the two that obviously, up. yeah, exactly. The, the two the two that I'm obviously didn't sign on was Mark Davis because of the injury that he had, yeah. and then and then Jay Spearing. Did that did that come as a yeah. shock to everybody? Yeah, of course. Jay was huge. Um, I, I've once again I've known Jay for years as well, and, and Jay really helped me settle in. Um, and he's a top quality player. He's played at the highest level. Um, and we were we were all kind of what's going on with Jay, you know. Um, but f- for whatever reason, um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. And then he found himself out of the game for a little while, and you know, ended up at Blackpool where he's done really done really well. But we were all a bit gutted because you know he's such a character and, and, and a top quality player who would have helped massively um 
but yeah, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. All I can tell you is that we were, we were all a bit, um, you know, gutted that he didn't sign. And it's just one of those things that happens, unfortunately. Yeah, it seemed very odd to all of us. But obviously, with those two leaving a hole in, in the centre of the park, I imagine you know you expected to be one of the one of the regulars when we got up there. Did, did were there any promises made to you about involvement in the first team? Yeah, I, you know I, that was a part of the reason I signed. I was kind of um, you know, guaranteed that I'd, I'd be playing week in week out, which is you know you're not going to get that put in the contract. But that was the, the, the discussions I had with. Uh, you can get a good, you can get a general feeling of whether or not you're in the manager's plans or not. Yeah, of course, and and obviously I'd finished the season playing the last couple of games, doing really well, and you know the championship is where I, I wanted to come back to originally. Um, you know when I came back from Turkey, so you know I found myself back where I wanted to be in the league. I wanted to be, um, mm-hmm. and you know up until I don't know if it was a second uh, international break or whatever, that kind of promise was was you know. What, what I expected happened but then after that it kind of all uh, fell to pieces really um, so yeah that it, like I said I loved it, it was disappointing to see obviously them guys go but I, I knew that I'd have an opportunity to you know start the next season with Pratt's, um and Vels which is like you know very experienced free in the middle of the park um, but yeah it was it was just such a such a you know interesting time with the pre-season going into you know a tough start um, it it just didn't. We just didn't get going. Yeah, we started the season very very poorly. Did you think enough yeah. recruitment was done to sort of help us make that step up? Um, you know, it's, it's tough when you when you've been promoted um, to kind of make wholesale changes. I'd say, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it, it, it was different league, but getting promoted with Red into the Premier League, you know, you, you you've invested that the lads that have played week in week out have invested so much in, in getting you to where you are to then bringing a whole host of players, you know, is, isn't probably the right thing to do, but there's a definitely a balance that, that needs to happen. And, you know, looking back, yeah, that there probably wasn't, you know, the, the quality or, or the depth that needed to be added to, to that group to kind of, you know, help us more. There was, I guess all Bolton fans and most people that were in that team at that time would, would tell you the same, but we were, we, we just, I don't know. It just it wasn't clicking. We were playing different formations. Um, personnel was changing. It, it was just no continuity. And and to you know start off a season, I think it was was it Leeds the first game who who obviously had you know a top quality side who come yeah. and kind of done a number on us. It was it was tough to take, but there were still glimpses. You know that there, there was some some real good quality in in the side, but we just just couldn't get going, could we? It was just you know so unfortunate to have such a high of that season before so much you know and you know buzz around the place to then pretty much have it suddenly gone it, it was tough and tough for all of us yeah. was it doubly difficult for you given the fact that you were captain for quite a few of those games in the opening part yeah it was because you know yeah obviously i've just signed and and and, and like don't you know, i've been captain of, uh, i was captain of reading before and you know it's, it's a great honor but it is always an interesting one where you're kind of new to the club my first full season but it was it was you know definitely something I wanted and I you know if Pratt wasn't there and, and Jay had left and they weren't playing and the gaffer decided to give it to me you know it was a it was a great you know great to have it and a massive faith from the gaffer and you know I loved wearing the armband but yeah in, in the times it was it was difficult um you know you know leading the boys out and, and trying to keep everyone going you know through such a such a difficult time you know bouncing back up but you know, it's it was just one of those things, really, that we just struggled to begin with. 
Yeah, what 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 seemed to really strike me in that early part of the season was just this sort of timidity, if you know what I mean, in the side that we didn't really fancy going forward and actually going at teams. There was an, also almost an overly cautious edge to the way that Parkinson was managing it. Did you feel that from a player's perspective that he tried to be a bit too defensive? Um, yeah, I think it, I think the key thing was that we were we weren't very well, we weren't ever very comfortable in any sort of formation we were playing in. Um, yeah. We, We'd swapped from four three 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 five two. We were very heavily reliant on Gaz um, up top, um, and you know you're going to come across teams. Gaz was on. Like, Gaz played unbelievably well, you know, in, in that season. He was, you know, causing defenders problems week in week out. But if that one source isn't going to work, then we didn't really have anything to to go off it. And confidence was low, and it's hard to kind of you know, go for it when confidence is lacking and you don't feel like you have the freedom. You know, I guess a few of us didn't know really know what our job was and at times on the pitch, how we were playing. So there was just so much, you know, things that weren't kind of concrete in the way to play, which which was hindering us. And it, it was just really tough, you know, to grind out any point or, or you know, performance really. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the Aston Villa game, you, you didn't play again until February, and that sort of coincided yeah. with when um, Carl Henry joined the club. Was, yes. it, was it a shame that he sort of came in and almost took your position? Was there anything else going on behind the scenes that meant that you weren't involved? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was a weird one because obviously, look, I, I, I hold my hands up as I'm sure everyone would. Like the season didn't start great. I, I wasn't, you know, having the, the best of times. It, it was difficult, you know, being in the heart of a midfield of a team that weren't, you know, producing the goods and. You know, we, none of us were really playing well, and um, there's a couple of you know good performances. We went to Birmingham away and 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 looked better, but then you know we we just couldn't back it up. Um, and then the Aston Villa game come, and, and we actually put in quite a good performance. I think I think oh, Kyle, I thought I, we were absolutely yeah. very unlucky there. There was a death yeah. penalty as well. Yeah, Carl Andrews yeah. said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was the first. That was was that Cole? I think that might have been Cole's first game. But I've I, once again I've, I've played against Cole numerous times. I got on well with Cole, and I knew what he could add to the team. And I think it was a good signing. So it wasn't one of them when you see someone come in. I was expecting to kind of play with him, not him kind of, uh, you know, push push me out. But we played. I thought we played really well, and I think that was one of our better performances from the start of the season, as you guys have said. Um, and I was actually in that game. You know. I, Personally, it was one of the better games I'd had, and I'd come off the pitch, and, and Parky had said the same when when I'd spoke to him. Um, and then that was um, that coincided with an international break where um, we'd had a few days off, and you know I had some bad news that um, uh, my grandma had passed away in that time, and you know it, my head was kind of everywhere because you know, I was really close mm-hmm. to her, and mm-hmm. as anyone when you lose lose a family member, it's really tough to take, and we'd come we'd come back in and. You know, my head wasn't in it at all. You know, it, like it, it just wasn't there. So that we had this. I think it was Sheffield Wednesday we had coming up, and the gaffer pulled me. Said, "Look, I can tell you're not right." I said, "I completely agree with you. It's, it's the best thing not to involve me." And um, no, we won that game, and it kind of kick-started that period of time where I wasn't even getting in the squad. Um, and yeah, of course, it was frustrating. I'd gone from being captain um, to, in my opinion, having a good game, even though we lost. But thinking, you know what, that's a positive step. We move on, um, mm-hmm. look forward to international break. Obviously, not playing because of certain reasons. But then to kind of find myself completely out of the picture, I was, I was, yeah, I was devastated. It was, it was a real kick in the teeth, and you know, I didn't really get. It, games just kind of kept getting ticked off, and I weren't in the squads. And you know, I'd speak to him, and it just, it was very odd. 
Yeah, um, did it sour your relationship with him? Yeah, definitely. I, it, it was just, it was, frust- it was so frustrating. Like it wasn't like I hadn't really played, and then I'd kind of not involved in the squad. I'd been involved in every game. You know, I'd been given the armband to then kind of not even be traveling. You know, to be on a bench. Um, there was a couple of games that had passed when I wasn't involved. And as everyone was, like a lot of the away games, I knew I wasn't going to be involved. So you kind of travel on the Friday, so you don't have a good session on the Friday. You don't play the Saturday. You might do a little run. You have the Sunday off. So you're, you're effectively missing three days of training um, mm-hmm. when you're not going to be involved. So I'd, I'd spoke to him. I said, look, if, if I'm not going to be involved, you know, I, I think it's best if I stay here, you know, get some good sessions under my belt so I am ready for you for the next game, um, you know, which we both agreed. And then I think we had a chat. I don't know if it was a few weeks later and he said I didn't want to be a part of the, the team because of that issue where I'd said I'd rather keep myself fit than kind of not, um, you know, miss three days of training. Do you know what I mean? I'd yeah. rather keep myself going rather than go and watch a game and not get anything out of it. And I, I guess that kind of didn't go down too well, even though we, from my understanding, it, it, it was a, a mutual agreement that would be best for both of us. Um, and then, yeah, time just got ticking by, you know, wasn't there wasn't a relationship there I'd say by even January when I remember one of the games was coming up when you're expecting a game in the FA Cup and he put a couple of young lads on the bench and hadn't involved me then and, and it's just you know it's a tough situation to be in when you just you kind of don't see yourself with any future uh, a place that you want to be at which was so frustrating. It seems odd because uh, Parky from our perspective seemed that he had to have decent motivational skills because a lot of the time he was getting people to go out there while they weren't even being paid. And yet yeah. you see a situation like yourself where you've gone, you know, been made captain and then what like I say, it was almost four months or so just completely not not hearing from you on the pitch. Yeah. He did the same with Vels the season afterwards mm-hmm. where he told him that he um was only on the bench because he was an academy player and that was the rules. He had to be there, not on merit, yeah. not on anything else. I just I, I wonder how from uh, sort of keeping the squad ticking over, whether or not he was detrimental by sort of ostracizing people like yourself, given that you seem to have quite an impact on the dressing room. Yeah, I'd say looking back on it and that group, I think it happened to quite a few of us. Um, I'm pretty sure it happened to Wheats um, the the season after I'd left. You know, looking back and seeing how the how the boys were getting on, it happened to a few of the lads. I know it happened to Alfie. Um, Alfie was actually. Um, I remember Christmas time when there was situations where, you know, I just wasn't getting treated, you know, correctly. Um, you know going away and, and kind of training with the kids in the dome. And and you, I'm one of those that would always give 110% in training. You know, I'm, I'm there to help the group. And at the end of the day, I want to be in the team. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick up my money and, and, you know, not, not give everything I've got. So I, I still, you know, you're trying as hard as you can to give everything you've got to the group, but, you know, kind of getting told to train with the kids in the dome and the 3G when the team are out on the pitch. Um, you know, when there's, it's there's not what you training. signed up for, basically. No, exactly. And and you don't expect to be treated like that at the end of the day. Um, especially when it's just so confusing when you gave me the armband at the start of the season to then be in that situation. Um it just in the space of what, two months, I was just thinking, What is what has happened? Like what have I done? Um But I remember was it ever explained Alfie, to you? Was it was it literally the fact that you uh, just made the decision to stay back somewhere and that and that was it? But the dis- I, I don't know. The decision to stay back was purely on the basis I've been told I would not be on the bench. So why would I spend three days not kicking a ball where I could stay up and train? You know, like what? 
every fan would tell you it makes sense wouldn't it to kind of tick over and keep yourself fit rather than have three days off effectively so yeah. it was just it was just so confusing but it happened to numerous people you know it it, it off before me and after me um just so frustrating and, and i think one of the ones that was the most frustrating was when i was kind of like a effectively a sub in training <laughs> sub in training oh, uh, would have to go off and do go off and do some running and come back and um join in for 10 minutes and go oh, i was just i was just thinking what is going on here like it felt like i was a 10 year old it was just what, what changed for you gem though because you must have had offers something or coming in in january for you given that it was clear that you were out of the side and not going to be put back in anytime soon yeah it was but even now i I'd moved so much. I'd been to Turkey. I'd been back. You know, I was really settled in Manchester. Um, I didn't want to move again. And I thought, you know what? I, I should be in this team. You know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to prove him wrong um, and get back in the side. That was always my mentality. Um, yeah. There wasn't even a discussion in January from between us or, or the club or my agent to move on. Nothing really got spoken about it. I wasn't in a, in a frame of mind to move because I wanted to help the team stay up. And... It never even got discussed, to be honest. That the first I ever heard of myself potentially moving was when I'd see it in the newspaper with Mark Isles, which you know you never want to see. So with a, a state with a, which was an interview between I think him and the gaffer. So it it was just one of those things where the relationship was just very strange. It was it, it wasn't fun, and then before you knew it, I kind of been thrown back into it again. So my head was everywhere, to be honest with you. Yeah. So how does he then get you back into the team? Because you that you then played a, a sort of a string of games towards the yeah. end of February, beginning of March. Yeah, so I, I, I think we we travelled down. We had QPR yeah, um, an away game, and, and I came on for twenty minutes, and I, and I did, and I did quite well when I came on. Um, I think Litz got sent off in that game. I came on, and you know, we, <laughs> that was a horrible tackle. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, like, God. God. Classic Litz. Um, it was a, <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a tough one. Over enthusiastic, I'd say, but I'd come on. I'd, I'd done it right, and then. Um, we had, I don't know if, was it Reading or, or maybe another game? I think it Reading was the Sunderland game. And I remember it specifically yeah. because obviously, you know, Cluffy has quote unquote headed it in. He yes. Hand, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, you had one of the best games I think I've ever seen from you at yeah. the Holton shirt that night. And, you know, yeah. it was one of those things where everyone's thinking this is a six pointer. You've put Jem in. Yeah. Why the hell has he not been around if this is what he can do? Yeah, I, it was it was killing me, you know, to kind of, it, I was so happy to kind of get back and be a part of the picture because you start questioning yourself. You start thinking, am I good enough? Do I even feel part of the group? Because if you imagine, I wasn't even in the squads for what, four months. No. You don't even feel part of the group anymore. No. So to then to, to kind of him say, right, you're in, you're starting without even an explanation with how I've been treated. It was, it was purely just on how you are as a person and as a professional and how, how you kind of, you know, how you're going to, put yourself out there and, and I was always going to give my all in that game and, and you know I did have a good game I was absolutely done after it because obviously I hadn't played for so long but mm. um, you know it was, it was you know such an important win um, and then we had did we have the Norwich the ne I think it was Norwich the next game so. yeah yeah we, I think we, we had Norwich the next game so I played the Tuesday then it was another game sat down I was already off my feet and we got an unbelievable result down there we hung on for dear life and drew nil-nil um, so I was you know, delighted. I thought, I've come back in the team, you know, we picked up four points, you know, I'm in, I'm back at it. And then we had Preston, you know, on Sky and it was a horrible game. It was tough, didn't start off well and that was it again. I was gone, you know, after a bad performance, you know, I was I was back on the, in the stands. So you're not going to keep anyone kind of, you know, 
I was obviously with the boys and I was with the club, but he he, he had lost me at that point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think it was clear to everyone because, as you say, the the, the game after Preston was the Reading game, and obviously yeah. you would love, given this your old club, to be out there playing yeah. that match. You know, Alfie scored. It's one of those sort of yeah. written in the stars things where you think it would go quite well. Mm-hmm. And then obviously yeah. it's another month afterwards, and then you play. That's your game against Derby, and then that's it for your for your Bolton career. Yeah. It's just such yeah, a whimper, it was, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's it was, very strange. It was rubbish, you know. I, it kills me looking back on that part of my career. That was it. We had the Preston game, and you know, I, I knew I wouldn't start the next game because I was off my feet. To be honest, I was, you know, I always needed to kind of be on the bench. But I guess I'm saying that now, but at the time, you know, obviously I was desperate to play against Reading. It was my first time back, but and we played. Uh, we'd signed Jan Kirkhoff, hadn't we? In that, yeah, yeah, in that period, and Jan wasn't fit, and Jan started, and I was. I was fuming about it. I think, come on, and then I'd come on for twenty minutes, done all right again, um, and that was yeah. It was it was just so up and down. And then the derby game came. We got you know after five minutes, we were one nil down and got brushed aside. And then I was gone again. It was it was just it was so hard kind of to to get any confidence. If, if a footballer you know thrives on confidence, I had none going in to that Sunderland game, obviously being out so long, you get some, you know, you do well again, you're really happy in the next before minute you the next minute you're gone again. It's it was just so frustrating and it's just it's another side I guess people don't really, you know, get to see. So it was tough. The previous experience having to deal with um, you know, long term injuries and long spells out help you with it, do you think? Do you reckon it's the kind of um, thing that could finish off someone who doesn't have that kind of knowledge of what goes on? It was probably more difficult because when you're injured, you know you can't affect it. Um, mm. You know you can't you can't really affect the situation. But to kind of be thrown in and out and, and never really getting sat down and told what's what, you know, that's the most frustrating thing. It's not like you pull me after a game and I've had a terrible game. You're going, you didn't play well. You're not playing. You'd rather you'd rather that. Um, but to kind of then just not be a part of it, and then you're getting told you're not even getting told the day before the game. You go to the stadium. You're hoping to be involved, and then. Your name's not now. Um, name's not on the team sheet or the squad sheet. It's just such a, you know, a range of emotions you go through. It, it, it was tough, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things you have to. You just you know, it builds your character and you and you move on again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, this has taken a bit of a turn and sort of focusing on the things. Yeah. But you know, it, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate that's just sort of how how it panned out when it could have yeah. it could have been so different. Definitely. Having said that. You then going in, into the final day against Forest after the horror of Burton, which I know you weren't yeah. involved in, but that must have yeah. just been horrible to watch from the sidelines. What what, what was yeah. the atmosphere like going into that Forest? Well, game? it it was uh it was that Burton game that was tough because I'd actually travelled. I've been told I'd to travel for that one, and it was one of them where you're just like, oh no, this is not good. Um, the fans had started to turn, um, and you're thinking, right, we've got a huge game next next week, and. You know, I think everyone will hold their hands up and be like, "It felt like the impossible, didn't it?" You know, we we we'd been on such a such yeah, a bad it was out run. Of our hands by that it point. was, and you've got a good Nottingham Forest team turning up. It just there wasn't a much confidence around the place, and even in that build up to that week, you know, I hadn't been involved again for how long, and then I've been put on the bench against Forest. I was literally like, "What is going on here?" Um, and like, it was it was crazy, but it was amazing as well to be actually involved and on the pitch. Or not on the pitch, but you know, in and around it a lot more than kind of being in the stands for that final game, which was crazy. Were there any mixed emotions because you weren't involved? Um, I was obviously to be told I was on the bench. I was a bit like, 
that's strange. You've, you've not spoken to me for a little while, like to kind of the biggest game for the club, you know, it, do you like me? Do you not like me? <laughs> what, is, what is going on here? Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of them. I was actually before, I think Albie had, I don't know if before Albie had come on or, or they'd scored, I was ready to come on. He pulled me up and said, right, you're coming on. Um, and then the ball, I think, they scored or we scored or I can't remember it was so yeah, I sat I think back it down was when so, they scored the second yeah I think so then I think I was coming on to shore up or whatever it was um then they scored and he put a more attacking substitute on so you know I, I nearly ended up on the pitch but it was um it was just a, the most up and down game I think anyone would ever see and see Albie kind of um you know the old man of the group scored a winning goal it was it was crazy but Alfie was another one I, I know his build up to that he, he couldn't believe he didn't start that game you know Alfie was our main striker um mm. you know who you're looking to to you know, to save you and he was sat next to me going am I not starting this and I was like mate I know I know but when you get on you know you're gonna you're gonna score as you always do so and luckily it worked out <laughs> exactly always and does, he does he? always does <laughs> it must be irritating being his mate when he's got that kind of confidence <laughs> and then he goes and actually acts upon it yeah he's a confident uh, lad Alfie is but it's you know that's why I love him he's, he's a funny one um, you know he he'd had like, like I say I had a tough time but he also had a tough time uh that season so it's so nice to kind of you know see him finish on on such a positive note as well and the, and the boys deserved it it was such a such a good group of lads um you know to stick through all the tough times that everyone was kind of experiencing all, and all like the uncertainty around the place it was a uh, it was um it was you know uh, brilliant to see everyone that put so much work in to to finally stay up on the last day of the season yeah, I, th- I think there's always an element of professional pride when you go into that and you've sort of been kicked, you know, as low as you could possibly go in, in the Burton game to then try and rise up in, in the following match to, yeah. to save us. But there's also the the extrinsic motivator, which was a lot of the boys were out of contract. Yeah. And winning that game sort of guarantees yeah. you to be able to, to get mm-hmm. a new deal. I presume you were in a slightly different situation. Yeah, I was. Um, I kind of knew my, you know, when you're in that situation, you kind of know that you're, you're done, but... You know, I've got some good friends that are out on the pitch and you're going to give everything you, you've you got to, to help them. And, you know, like I say, it, it's life-changing. You go down, you know, people lose their jobs. Um, you know, the lads' money goes down. You know, it affects absolutely everyone at the club. Um, so the fans deserve to stay up, you know, to get promoted from League One in the way we did to then stay up in the Championship the way we did. You know, it was one of them... You know, feelings where you think, right, we've we've stayed up. That was our achievement. We don't know how we've done it, but we've done it. And now you kick on and, and look forward to the next year. But, you know, unfortunately, it, it didn't work out like that. No, I, pre- I presume you sort of had resigned yourself to the fact that you weren't going to be involved because I'm, I'm fairly certain you were the first one who didn't then renew the deal. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd already, you know, he, he, to be honest with you, even if he, they'd turn around and, you know, offered me something, not that, where we were you know in in terms of you know our relationship was kind of it'll tell you it was done so I knew it was happening so I came out and said look thanks for I think on Twitter I said thanks for everything that's me so I spoke to the gaffer on the phone I said thanks for thanks for having me you know and good luck for the future but yeah it was uh you know it was disappointing to leave because you know I was really settled um in the area um and you know I'd being involved in that final day, you know, scoring the goal, it did make me feel a part of something, you know, for for the club and to be part of the history. I, I love that, and it was it was great to have that feeling, and you know, to play a little role in keeping them up the next season as well. So it was it was mm-hmm. gutting to leave and to leave that group of lads, but you know, it was it was it was the best best thing for both of us to kind of part ways. 
Well, like, like I said at the beginning, Gem, I think, as the Sky commentator said, that you're in folklore anyway, regardless yeah. whether you want to be or not after that, um, the goal against yeah. Peterborough. Um, yeah, it, was, it was good. I, I think um, sort of talking about your time, your time at Bolton, I think that's sort of come to the end, the natural end of, of, of that chat. I think uh, we can sort of hand over now to uh, Twitter questions with James. Yeah. And I apologise if there's any rogue ones in there. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, um, just quickly before though, I get on to that. It did take you a while to sign for Millwall afterwards. Was there no offers of any kind? Because I imagine a player of your calibre would have got something before you ended up signing um, for Wimbledon. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, for Millwall, yeah. Um, I spoke to I spoke to a few clubs, yes. Um once again, I'd, I'd offers kind of from from abroad as well, which I'd say were more financially, you know, yeah, better, but yeah, motivating. But um, I wasn't in a rush, you know. It, it was a weird one where I'd kind of finished the season, not playing, to go through, you know, a, a tough year. I, I, I wasn't in, you know, a, a rush to get something sorted. So I was kind of getting waiting to to see what's what. And then um, I'd spoken to Oxford, you know, who had we're looking to kick on it in league one, but you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, to move down, you know, to league one really. Um, and then Neil Harris, who I played with at Mill when I was alone, when I was 18, gave me a call and, and said, would you come down and, you know, to be back in the championship, you know, a, a top club again. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to go and play with someone I knew and who knew me. So that's, that's why I went there. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, well, getting on to the Twitter questions. Our very first question is from our own Chris Manning, who asks, um, yeah. how mad are the Galatasaray fans? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're next level. Um, yeah, they're just the most the most passionate group of people, you know, you're, you're going to meet about football, um, to do with a football club. I'd, I'd say my first... My first experience was was a training session in Aust- Austria um, on on pre season, and I think about two thousand people had turned up. You know, and we we're in Austria in the sticks, like, and you're thinking, "Wow, this is this is incredible." And then my first game was a, a brick got put through the window by the opposing fans. Um, it was a it was a <laughs> it was crazy. You know, every day, you know, you'd be swarmed, and the training ground would be swarmed. It was it's everyone's a god that plays for that club so it was it was very interesting speaking of turkey sean wants to know what are the biggest differences between playing in england and playing turkey playing in turkey is um i probably say the intensity um you know just the, the, the tempo of the game you know it's very end to end um in in the english game very physical in turkey you kind of you'll have the ball we'll have the ball um you know more than like the top, top couple of teams are obviously going to going to win the games uh, you, you make a tackle it's a foul you get booked you know it's it's just a different just a different way different game really it's it, it took a little while to kind of get used to but that's probably the biggest difference that the intensity and, and the physicality of the league no worries um ash Cohen wants to know because there was a rumor around this time that you were about to return but were you ever close to resigning for bolton under keith hill <laughs> um so i actually um I came in, I got a call from Nick Allenby um, in pre-season um, and said, would you come in for a couple of days, you know, training if you want? And I said, yeah, I, I, I need to, you know, get back into it. I need to, you know, keep fit. Um, but it was at a time when there wasn't a manager. Um, and, you know, it, it was a, it was an odd time. No one kind of knew what was going on. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a very, very strange time when I turned up. There was a few lads training, like Chris Conway's, um you know Billy Clark, who I knew well. He'd been in for a little bit longer than me, and um, there w- there was no players really. Um, 
And I spoke to, I can't remember who was actually taking it at the time, but I, I'd spoke to them and, and they said, look, do you want to just stick around and, and see what happens? But I'd had a call uh, from another club to go in where there was a manager who, who said that, you know, come in and, and you know, see see what you think. Um, and then the tran- that was when the transfer window was shutting and, and the window, uh, Keith Hill got the job and, and the window had shut and then he'd made his signings. So, you know, I was definitely keen on on coming back, um, you know, and, and trying to help the club uh, stay up uh, this season. Um but yeah, for for whatever reason, it, it never went any further. Uh, frustratingly, but you know, it's a. I'm still only down the road, and and who knows what what will happen in the future. I think you weren't the only one in that situation, Jim, because the people that you've just named there, and you could go even further. The Adam Thompson, I think, is another one who, who yeah. was sort of knocking around at the time. None, none yeah. of them ended up coming in, you know, the, the, because yeah. of, of the brinkmanship going in the boardroom. I don't think you ever really had an opportunity to come back, and it's it's a real shame that that was the case. Yeah, it was. Um, I felt for the boys that had been there. Um, I think they'd even been there maybe three or four weeks before I had. Um, who'd been trained every day, and and, and then you know they were expecting to kind of uh, get offers because no one was coming in the door. There wasn't really, no one really knew what's going to happen, but they knew they had to put a team out there. But yeah, obviously the uh, Keith Hill got the job, um, and then you know there was a cluster of signings on on deadline day. Yeah, unfortunately, you know I would have liked to have returned, but it was just never a conversation that that took place. Well, all I can say is that's unfortunate because I probably <laughs> would have made a difference to our midfield this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. A couple of people have asked, um, who was the best player in the Bolton squad during your time with us? Uh, best player? Um, I think I think Vels was... I was shocked that, that Vels um, didn't play as much. Uh, was it last season? Last season. Um you know, Vels is a quality player. I think there's been snippets of of his quality. You know, so definitely in the in the time I was there, and I was shocked when he did go to to Hibs. You're obviously a big club in Scotland, but I thought he would have easily got something in the Championship. I know there's rumours of him signing um, at clubs, but I think Vels has got you know an abundance of of talent. Um, Do you think he was using the wrong position, Jim? Because he seemed to play his best football in behind the striker, but never got that opportunity at Championship level, really. Yeah, he, he, that's. Probably where he played a lot more, didn't he? In in the season we got promoted. Um, yeah, and where he scored about ten goals that season. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. See, that's that's one of the things. You know, you got a, Vels was obviously he's obviously flying. Everyone could see that behind the striker, and then he got kind of got pulled back a bit. He's he's a top quality player, Vels, and you know once he gets his back from fitness or whenever the season starts again, and what happens to Shrewsbury, you know, I'm sure he'll he'll help them massively and and kick on again. But yeah, Vels is Vels is a quality player and. You know, there, there was there was a few. You know, Gaz Gaz was quality when when I went there, and unfortunately, it didn't work out for him at Cardiff. And you know, there's there's there was quality players all over the pitch, really, and especially when, even when we were training, a couple of the younger ones that are obviously flying now, like your Ronans, um, Dennis. You know, we saw their quality when a couple of years ago. I remember Ronan was my boot boy, and <laughs> I remember him training the training a couple of times, and I was thinking, bloody hell, this kid's alright. Um, you know, I got on really well with Ronan, so it's brilliant to see him flying and. You know, he's definitely got a got a top career ahead of him. But did he do a good job cleaning your boots? <laughs> superb, he was. Really. He, was <laughs> he, he was superb. Um, no, he, he's a great lad. Um, always does it right on the pitch. He's got a great attitude, and you know, your Bolton fans have seen how, how good and how important he, he he was for you. You know, before the season finished, and Dennis as well. Dennis has got tons of ability, um, and hopefully, you know, he he can keep his. Keep well, keep his head down, keep cracking on, working hard, and, and you know, be be a good player like like he should be. 
Uh, we certainly share your enthusiasm for those two. Yeah. Um, Chris Mer- Chris Merrills is asking, who's better at golf, you or Alf? Um, I'd say before I moved, before we got split up from our relationship, a bolt and knee was probably better. But, you know, I've had a lot of time <laughs> on my hands uh, since then. So I'll take him to the cleaners and he knows that. He knows that. <laughs> well, you'll have the time, all the time in the world in the coming days, hopefully, when the course is reopened, Jem. So oh, uh... mate, I've been been clinging on to hope of that for a little while. But, um, <laughs> down to scratch, maybe. <laughs> I'll be flying out to Sydney for a round with him. Um, no, nah, scratch is a long way off. But, um, <laughs> I like, At least you've I got like... a handicap, Jem. I'm still, I'm, still, I'm still waiting for that. Yeah, you need to get one of those. Yeah, me and, me and Mark Howard would take... Uh, We'd say Alfie and Nooney, that was our little group at the time. We, we took them to the cleaners every time. Yeah, maybe Glad Nooney can join it. you because he's over in Australia as well. Yeah, I know, yeah. They both followed me out there. I, I set the ground for them. And, yeah, they're, they're both doing like wonders out there. They're a great couple of lads, you know, who I speak to all the time. So, yeah, it's good to see them doing well. <laughs> Fair enough. And our final question from some guy called Adam Lafondre or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Why did he jump off the golf cart in Dubai? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, as Adam will tell you, he, it was obviously our promotion trip, wasn't it? Um, when we, yeah, when well, we went to Dubai, only, um, he only paid for the hotels, and you had to pay for everything else. Yeah, yeah I, I did expensive. the old, I did the old trick where you pretend you ain't got your cards on you, um, <laughs> and you get the big dog to spend all his money on you. I did that Sneaky. one. Um, yeah, he, he's used to it. I've paid him back many times. He, he won't, he'll forget that one. But yeah, he, he was driving his buggy. And then I don't know if I thought he'd stopped. I think I'd had a couple on the course. Um, I thought he'd stopped and I ended up trying to get out and I fell out of the car. But I blame his I blame his driving um, and him giving me one too many drinks. But no, he's a... That was a that was a fun. See that the the time we had even our promotion trip was it was incredible. It's such a shame that we, you know, the lads weren't able to stay together for a few more years because it was an it was an unbelievable bunch of lads. Yeah. Uh, do you keep in contact with much of them? Because we know you keep in contact with Alf and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, Chomp, uh, Mark Howard, you know, one of my best pals, Alfie. I speak to him daily. Um, yeah, obviously you've got your Instagrams and stuff like that. I still speak to a lot of them. Spio, I'm tight with trots. Yeah, you, you do. You know, when you get on well with, with people, you know, you, you just find yourself staying in touch. And, and fortunately, enough, football's a crazy one where you come across so many, so many lads. But um, I was lucky to have found three or four really close friends um, out of that, out of the time I had there. And, you know, it, it was, uh, I'd say I was just disappointed it, it ended the way, way it did. And also, you, I, I just, I got treated so well by people like David Lee, you know, they, they really looked after me when I was there, you know, and I'd love to see Didzy get an opportunity. Um, I think we all know, would, Jim. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to see him get a chance, you know. It, I was disappointed he didn't get it before because he knew the lad so well. Um, and it, uh, he just deserved it, in my opinion. He'd done great great work with the 23s at the time. And to see that group kind of get broken up now, I, you know, it's tough to kind of see, you know, such good people in football not, not really getting a chance. But I really hope Didzy can... can get something whether it's at Bolton or, or somewhere else you know that would be great yeah, we'll have to see when football resumes but yeah that's it for the Twitter questions for the moment thank you very much Jim no worries yeah brilliant thank thanks Jim I think just before we, we sign off I'd just like to ask if you've got any message for the Bolton fans who um, enjoyed your career at the club so much um, yeah like fa- thanks you know for for the love you gave me while I was there um, you know like I say I was, I was disappointed I didn't get to you know prove what I could do as much the next season but the main thing was the club just stayed up but 
no, everyone at the club was was amazing with, my, with me, you know, and my family. Like, I love my time there, and you know, it's a, it's a superb club, um, one that you know I really hope can. With what happened, you know, unfortunately, if you get relegated, you know, I'm sure it. I'm sure you'll bounce back. You're a huge club, and and you deserve a lot better than than what's happened the last few years. So, I just wish you all the best, and and like I say, thank thanks so much for for all the love you gave me while I was at the club. And thank you for for your service for the club, and thank you for all your time that you've shown us here. And I think I speak for everyone when we say, you know, as and when football resumes, I look forward to seeing you get back on the pitch doing what you do best. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. No problem at all. Uh, just to sign off then, um, thank you for everyone for listening to uh, episode 142 of the Line of Vienna Street podcast with special uh, guest Jem Karachan. Uh, Jem, we do do a signature sign-off here um, at Line of Vienna Street podcast and I'm sure you'll get it after I've gone to James first. So if there's nothing left to say, everyone, it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, James. Goodbye, James. Say goodbye, Jem. Goodbye, guys. Ooh. <laughs> no, an no? miss. It's all right, and it's goodbye from me. Sadly. That'll do, won't it? Come on, that'll do, Jim. That'll do. It's all right. Thank you very much for your time, mate. I appreciate it. Cheers. See you later.